Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is like three people in one, a triple, the poly triad. Thanks for coming to the Sanctuary today. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, we're <laughs> glad to be here. So, yeah, how, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're... Uh... I feel like we're all doing all right. I yeah. Speak for them. Yeah. No, we're doing great. Took a nap with the the puppy this morning already, so that's always a great start to a day. <laughs> <laughs> How many animals do you guys have? We have two dogs and two cats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, isn't that yeah. a lot though? Like, is it a lot? I don't know. I don't have any no, pets, so it's perfect. Some days <laughs> a lot when there's just everything going on in your life and right. You know, have four animals to take care of on top of that someday it's like oof that's that's a lot yeah and you have to walk them right oh they need more <laughs> than just walks these dogs because they're very young one's only a year and a half and the other is three and a half um and they're very high energy dogs so even like a five mile walk a human pace is not enough for them they have to be ran full out for at least an hour a day no <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a yard out back that they can do that or yes a okay. yard we live near a lot of open space so we play a lot of fetch um, luckily nice. they're really great fetchers <laughs> um, and we also throw toys down the stairs and they do stairs fetch who's the poly triad so we we are the poly triad i'm jack and uh i'm a i was born and raised in uh southern u.s um i've kind of worked in the insurance industry my whole life and um have a bunch of fun hobbies but my big hobby now is that i make porn <laughs> 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 okay all right okay okay yeah. um so i'm nikki and i'm a midwest girl who moved to the south to go to one of the biggest universities in the u.s um and i now work in environmental health and i have a lot of hobbies that include scuba diving and bread baking and cooking and hiking <laughs> Pretty much, I love being outdoors, um, and I also make porn. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, and uh, there's a third person, right? Yes, that would be me. I'm Minxie. Uh, I originally hail from the southeast region of the U.S. Um, I was in the military for four years. I now work in information technology, IT, um, and... I make porn. <laughs> <laughs> we all have one co common hobby. That's not what brought us together. Oh my gosh. Okay, so how do you meet then? Oh man, do you want to start so, that one? Yeah, so um, Jack and I met around eight years ago online. We internet dated. And by our third date, I knew that it was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I asked him if he wanted to be exclusive with me, um, you know, because we were young and dumb. And uh, <laughs> and he said he absolutely saw this going somewhere and saw a future together. And eight years have gone by and it's definitely morphed from a exclusive monogamous relationship to new things every day. <laughs> yeah. Non-monogamous, polyamorous, whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know. I mean, it's technically both of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
it's definitely we've been we've we've tried a lot of things out. We've been swingers. We've uh, we formed this triad with the three of us, and then we've kind of gotten to this point now. Where we're more open, polyamorous style, more um, non-monogamy focused. Mm. And then uh, mm. and then and then we met Minxie. It was about a year and a half ago now. About a year and a half ago. Yeah, oh, yeah this year will be two years. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's been that long. You know, <laughs> COVID does that, right? Because I noticed I'm saying last year, but I'm talking about the year before. Because, like, COVID just shut everything. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You guys met during COVID. And, like, COVID has, and you know, broken a lot of people, but it actually brought you to, like, three together. How, what happened there? Well, well uh, can I take this one? Sure. Yeah. So um, we actually met before COVID got started in 2019, uh, October of 2019. Mm -hmm. I met Jack at a business networking event that I was already part of this group. Um, we'll call it a cult because that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jack was a visitor and uh, we happened to, to schedule a meeting because he was interested in my career field. Uh, I was interested in his business he was running and one hour conversation turned into five and then we had Thanksgiving together, uh, which <laughs> rolled into um, January of 2020, starting a, a polyamorous triad. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So I like breaking things down a bit. <laughs> There's a lot to break down. There's a lot there. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so first I start, you know, like I watch a lot of Netflix and like whenever I think of cults, I think of like, you know, all those Netflix docs, right? Um, <laughs> was it something like that or? No, there's Kool-Aid for sure. Um, <laughs> well, they, they tried to induct me in, and when they told me that you had to pay all this money and you could only miss two, so it's like a weekly thing that you have to show up to, and if you miss it, uh, like if you miss it twice, then they kick you out. So you pay money to be in it, and then yeah. if you don't show up, then they just kick you out. <laughs> and they have all these like really specific requirements that you have to meet like weekly. Holy and so shit. I was like, okay, this is, I get it. Like everything they're talking about would, would be great for producing business, but also like, it's a big, um, it's, it's a, a very commitment. big commitment. It's a big commitment. If you, yeah. if you can't take on that commitment, cause every week you're having to do all this stuff for this group on top of your business. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot. It was a okay. lot. It was intimidating. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, uh, you guys met there. And one of the things, like, you know, not being born in North America, one thing I've known is that if you are invited to Thanksgiving, you are really special. So that's like, you know, you invited Minxie to Thanksgiving. Why? Like, um, so that's my fault. <laughs> um, so I grew up um, with not always having access to my family. Um, and so for me, friends very much became family. Um, and I had spent many a holiday being invited to friends' houses and just feeling welcome when I couldn't go home to my family. Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Um, and so I have taken that culture with me throughout my adult life. And anyone who doesn't have a home to go to 
or can't make it back home for holidays gets invited to my house and I cook for them for holidays. Oh. And so Minxie was one of those. We had another friend here. We actually had two other friends here that that Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. That was a, that was an interesting <laughs> an interesting Thanksgiving. I was the uh, the only Guy. male out of how many people? <laughs> four, four women. And that was actually the first time Five, that four. that uh <laughs> Nikki and I had a threesome, and it wasn't with. It Minxie. was not with Minxie. It was with one of the other gals that stayed with us. Yes, yes, and uh, Minxie was there, and I think it could have been like a, a foursome, but um, it could have been. But I got she a little was, too shwasty. She drank <laughs> a lot of mimosas. I tried to catch up, which is always a bad idea. Yeah. It's impossible to catch up with a six foot six, three hundred pound man. Oh, it wasn't yeah. just like, I got to the party late, so I was trying to catch up, and I just oh, and you sure over my limit. <laughs> okay, so so like um so when you met uh uh Nikki and Jack like was anyone doing any swinging thing like as in cuz cuz you said that you were going to like be you know just together and go like just the two of you how did that go from that to like oh let's you know meet other people and stuff I'll take this one Sure. So um, Jack and I had not been swinging for a while, for like probably about a year and a half or so. Yeah, about a year and a half or so. Um, and I met Minxie and I didn't like her. <laughs> I didn't like her at first. Um, I grew to love her, obviously. Um, but I was like, who's this woman coming into my house? <laughs> And then I grew to really appreciate her and really love her. And I felt like she could tick some boxes that perhaps our monogamous marriage couldn't tick for each other. Um, and at the time, I wasn't even thinking about myself. I was thinking about Jack. And <clears throat> I was hoping that he could find a box ticked within her and that I could find a box ticked with somebody else. Um, and so we kind of cultivated a, a potential relationship with her and Jack. Um, and then in January of 2020, I went to Ireland and she dog sat for me. And before she left or before I left, we ended up getting really drunk and, <laughs> and sleeping together. Yep. Right. And I was like, well, um, we've both now slept with the same girl and like we both kind of like her. So like, why don't we just join her, like have her join our relationship? Yeah. And during this time, I had uh, been commuting to a new job in, um, in another state. Yeah. So I was not here. I was actually there most of the time and I was coming back visiting here. So it was kind of funny, like, Originally, when I met Minxie, my ultimate goal was like, oh, this person has a lot of personality traits that I think would mesh well with Nikki. So, like, maybe when I move out, this would be a good friendship slash roommate situation. <laughs> and then, like, you know, a couple yes. months later, <laughs> uh, that changed. <laughs> so, when, 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 when you guys slept before you moved to or well, went to Ireland, um, uh, you, you told Jack right away, right? Yeah. So, it was actually like a Friday night. We were just drinking yeah. some sangria, watching some movies, and it was snowing. And it was like this super romantic moment that we were outside <laughs> with my brand new puppy. My, my, my puppy was like four months old. 
So we were outside with a brand new puppy and it was snowing and it was beautiful. And we started making out in the <laughs> snow and then it went to the bedroom. And then we sent him a Snapchat at like 2, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 2 a.m. And we're like, it was like a naked selfie of us. And we're in like, oh, how this happen? And it was like, oh, this just happened. Yeah, I remember I woke up Saturday morning. <laughs> I, I had woken up Saturday morning and I was like, opened up my Snapchat and I saw that and I was like, uh, what, is <laughs> what does this mean? Because, <laughs> so like to add some more of the story, what had happened was, Nikki had found this guy she was really interested in. And she wanted to have a sex with him and <laughs> have the sex. <laughs> she wanted to have sex with him. And um, and her, she was like, you know, if I have a sex pass, I, I'll give you a sex pass. And uh, and she sort of just assumed it would be Minxy. And so because of her, she kind of put it together. She she was like, you should fuck Minxy. She's Minksy. a great wing woman. Yeah, she was like, you should fuck <laughs> Minxy. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. And so I had texted, texted her, and I was like, "Hey, my my wife's giving me a pass. Like, I, I kind of into you. Like, I feel like you're kind of into me. Maybe we could do this." And at first, you know, she was definitely against it because it felt like cheating. Mm-hmm. And then Nikki texted her and was like, "No, it's not cheating. <laughs> I want you to do this. <laughs> I want you to be the sex pass. I know that you're in love with my husband. It's obvious." <laughs> Hey, I was trying to keep it under wraps. You're doing an okay job. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, so that I, happened. I yented that situation. She did. She did. So Mingxi and I had hooked up. And, I never uh, got my sex pass, by the way. No, she got it two years later. I got we'll, it. we'll talk I got about that. Later. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but we, we, we had our sex pass, and then, and then I moved, and then, and then they hooked up. And then that's how it kind of became what it is. Mm. That was the beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I'll say that. So <laughs> two years, like, uh, how, what happened in the two years? Like, uh, is there, is there like a vetting process that takes out long or what? <laughs> you know, we're going to try to fast track it in the future. <laughs> no, I met this, um, I met this guy, um, that just immediately we just really had a connection and we met about two years ago and at first it was like hey we have to keep this 100 percent platonic you know i'm happily married um super into you but i also just really love your personality and i want to be your friend and he was very respectful of that never pushed a boundary and um and then i was like well you know we'd been talking a lot about how everyone, you know, say you have 10 boxes and not one person can check all 10 boxes. Mm. And Jack was the one that was introducing me to this concept and saying, you know, do I really check all 10 of your boxes? Well, no, maybe you check, you know, seven or eight. And so we started kind of discussing what if we brought in other people to to check those boxes, to fill those needs that aren't 100% being filled within the marriage. Mm. And I was like, well, hey, this guy fills a need. <laughs> I'm super into him. And, um, you know, I wanted Jack to be able to have an equal opportunity mm-hmm. um, to be excited about somebody. And yeah. that's kind of what started our, our polyamory was that realization that there's not necessarily one person that can fe- that can fill all of your needs. Yeah. Yeah. So so like. Before this, did any of you have any poly or non-monogamy or swinging experiences? 
So honestly, it all starts with me. (laughs) (laughs) So like I had had swinging experience. And then when I met Nikki, I was actually in a polyamorous relationship with this girl. And uh, and I broke that off um, to go fully exclusive with Nikki. So I had that experience. And when we started dating, of course, there was that honeymoon phase. So nothing really mattered. We were just fucking each other like bunnies, you know, <laughs> I think it was, you know, like multiple times a day. I mean, we were just, oh it, was, it was a lot. So, you know, once that Tense. starts to die down, give it a year or so, um, I started mentioning, I was like, you know, I actually really like the swing lifestyle. It's not a huge, like, it's not a, it wasn't like a make it or break it factor for me, but it right. was like, Hey, we could have a lot of fun with this, you know, were you guys uh, married then? When you had no. these conversations, or no, mm-hmm. no, we, oh, we were okay. not even engaged yet, actually. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so, so I had mentioned it, and you know, and, and told Nikki, I was like, you know, like I said, it's not a deal breaker. I just really enjoy it. Here's why, uh, and one of the big reasons is like, I, I was kind of a dork nerd in high school, college, so I, I never really had my opportunity to play the field so called live your whole life yeah and i've always wanted to live that life <laughs> and so i told her i was like you know in in college tell you you know you tell them yeah so like i said um earlier i went to one of the largest universities in the u.s and um i definitely lived my best whole life um, i had an amazing major i had an amazing time in college right, you know, i definitely right. sampled all there was to sample about you know 18 to 22 year old life <laughs> right. lots of penis <laughs> also some girls some girls too yeah, like definitely yeah. not super straight <laughs> <laughs> Um, definitely understood when he, when he was like, you know, I wish I'd been able to experience that. I was like, I get that. I definitely understand that feeling. However, I think I'm kind of past that feeling having Mm -hmm. already done it, but I was trying to figure out a way we could both support each other and enjoy it. And that's when Mm -hmm. he proposed swinging. Yep. So we, we had joined the, um, the swingers lifestyle, you know, I got on the websites, tried finding people. We started the clubs. That was fun. Club. Yeah. The clubs are a lot of fun. Clubs were fun. Um, what is fun about it? The whole, uh, like for me personally, it was super anxiety inducing of like wearing skimpy clothing and going to a club that like people are going to have sex at. <laughs> Um, but then when I got there and a couple of drinks in, I was like, this is fun. Like, I like, <laughs> people. Um, I like when people watch us. Um, I don't necessarily, like, really want to go just fuck strangers in a club. But, like, right, I right, like being right. around people doing just being their best lives, you know? Like, it was just really cool experience for me. Yeah, so- the place we went to is pretty sweet, too. They had, like, hot tubs and orgy rooms, <laughs> private rooms, semi-private rooms. rooms, mirrored, yeah, you know, BDSM. They had a lot of cool stuff. They ended yeah. up getting shut down, but uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Permitting issues with the city. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was sad. Sad, sad moment. Um, right, but we had right, some fun. Right. And then we had just a moment of rockiness in the relationship. We owned a business together so we were spending 24 7 together and you know i think we handled it pretty well like i've heard horror stories of people who do that and it's mm-hmm. like leads to divorce <laughs> and we're not divorced so i'd say that was a success right, we, we, right, we right, business right. together we moved we i mean we did a lot so there was a break mm. and then once we got to where we are now um 
we had started talking about it again, just sort of like, hey, is this something that we'd be interested in? We weren't totally sure. Um, I mentioned polyamory a little bit, like how I would be really interested in that, especially like the conversation really came to a head point when we, when I was taking a job and going to be commuting. And so um, we had sort of spoken about it more, like what about dating so we, we can have needs fulfilled. And at that time, we weren't totally ready for it yet. And then Mingxi sort of just fell into our lap. At, so, like all of this Well, in and this I moment. think that, that Thanksgiving threesome, I think that is what really, because that was the first time that it wasn't swinging with another couple. It was just a, a woman. And I didn't have any weird feelings. Like it was a really, really fun experience for me. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was like, I could do this again. So when you say it. you didn't have a weird feeling, like comp contrast back to when you guys were swinging what would be the difference between the two experiences um some jealousy um some i, I don't know it seems like the, like i'm very quiet most of the time <laughs> and like some of these girls that we would swing with would be like really vocal and it just sounded like they were having such a great time party girls, party girls for sure and i was just like i want to be that i want to experience that. like i'm not i'm just not that vo that vocal uh, mm -hmm. most of the time yeah and but you know, so there'd be some jealousy of like, well, am I having as much fun as he's giving them? Mm. <laughs> also, it's really hard to find couples where like both of us really connect with the couple. You know, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, you know, especially when it comes to couples, like say, say one per one person from the other, or like one person from one couple likes the other person, but then the, there's no chemistry between the uh, the flip side. You know what I mean? Did you that's ever have such an experience? It's absolutely the most common. Uh, that would say that's the biggest issue in the whole lifestyle is that is there's there's pressure involved with that. Mm -hmm. So you might have a couple where two of them are really into each other and the other two are not at all. So the other two give up some of their, maybe they allow more than they thought they were willing or they go past their limits or their comfort levels so that their partner can have this. Mm -hmm. um, and... I, we were definitely guilty of that. Yeah, and I think it's like I said. I think that's that's very common. It's, it's you know like people don't understand. It's really imagine finding one other person that like you mesh really well with. Now you have to double that, and especially like if it's a a bisexual relationship, then it, then you got to think about the crisscross of that as well. So it's I call it shopping around. You just shop and shop and shop and shop and shop until you find. The right couple or person or people. Oh, the person like, falls in your lap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, or in our situation, Minxie, who just literally fell into our lap. Or right, right, right. She literally just fell into our lap. And there was no jealousy. It was so, we, I mean, we're still really good friends to this day. We went, to, she and I were the ones that went to Ireland together two months after that. Um, so, you know, like she's still a very close friend, um, and it was just a really positive experience for Jack and I. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was like, if this is what Polly can feel like, maybe I'm more open to it rather than swinging. Yeah. So like for you, Minxie, was this something you ever did? Try practice before you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or did this? Or did this? People corrupt you. So I, I actually, I really struggled with my sexuality from about 
17 from from about 17 to the past couple of years honestly because I went through a period of time where I thought I was asexual because I didn't really feel that sexual attraction to anyone and you know I thought it was normal that people they do that you know they, if they feel lust for other people they look at a person like I do them and I'm just like I don't get it <laughs> um, so and I, I grew up in a very conservative Christian background. So I was raised with the whole idea of monogamy, you get married, you have kids, all that. Um, and so it took uh, my personal discovery into BDSM because I had been delving into that personally on my own before I met Jack and Nikki. So, you know, it, it took me realizing that there isn't necessarily a, a norm for sexual attraction or how relationships and all that work. Mm. Um, two years ago, I finally figured out that I'm demisexual, which means for me to be sexually attracted to somebody, I have to have a relationship with them first, whether that's platonic or romantic. So um, I never really expected to be in a polyamorous relationship, but I will say it is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Why? <laughs> well, for one, both Jack and Nikki are pretty fantastic people, and um, they kind of met me when I was at a, a kind of a slump in my life, and I was trying to pull myself together, and they helped me realize that certain traumas that had happened in my past didn't define me. And because of that, I was able to move forward, and I'm in the best place that I've been in in my life because of the two of them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, when I met her, she was in a not a great living situation, not a great job situation, not a good mental health space. Um, and I could kind of see that. I mean, not kind of. I totally saw it when oh, we had she our... she made it obvious. <laughs> well, absolutely. She, she wore her trauma as the definition of who she was at the time. Mm. Yeah, and so... In so... what way, though? What was that? In what way? Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't realized it, but I had created a sort of victim complex for myself. And uh, I, I was using that as a shield between myself and the world and why everything was wrong in my life instead of taking a look at what I was doing and being like, well, you know, you could actually be getting out, you know, going for a walk, you know, actually doing something to improve my situation instead of just sitting in my own misery, which is basically what I was doing. Mm. So they, uh, well, Nikki really <laughs> is the one that gave me the the jolts out of that that mindset that pushed me toward improving myself. Like mm. I'm going back to school now, actually, for my bachelor's. Nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, why, as in, I guess. Nikki, what did you see in Minxie that made you... Um, actually, what did you do exactly to get out of that funk? Um, well, all great stories start with alcohol. <laughs> um, no, so we were sitting at the kitchen table, just drinking, eating, hanging out. And over the few weeks I had known her, um, I think I heard her trauma story every single day that I saw her. She would make some mention of it. And I'm the kind of person that I don't mince words. 
She's very <laughs> blunt is what she means to say. Um, and if you're going to be my friend, you're going to know exactly where you stand and how you stand with me. Um, and I saw that she, I saw potential in her. I saw that she could be an amazing human being and she was holding herself back by being this victim. And there's one thing I, I have a very low tolerance for is victim personalities. Mm. And so she's telling her story again for like the 17th time to me. And I just stopped her and I was like, do you think you're special? Because you're not special. Yeah, your story is is tragic. It's sad. I'm so sorry that it happened to you. But is that the person you want to be known for? Is that who mm. you are? Or are you somebody else? Are you somebody special? Because right now, you're not special. Mm. And there were lots of tears. <laughs> and I've seen her since then. I've seen her really grow and become conscientious of that victim mentality and and learn to heal from her past and learn to move into her future and and be present in the here and now mm. and do extraordinary things like we climbed the second <clears throat> highest mountain in the lower 48 states last year wow. it's 14,441 feet or something something, something like ridiculous no. stupid no. No. um and no. you know like we killed yourself Almost killed ourselves. 15 um, hours on this mountain. Oh, yeah. 15 hours on a mountain. I have severe asthma. I definitely probably could have died. Um, oh it was God. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I've seen her do extraordinary things. Mm. And now I think she is special. And it's not because of what happened to her. It's because of who she's choosing to be today. So mm. I know it, so it sounds kind of brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and it, actually, it even goes earlier than that because that was this is something that was similarly happening with nikki when she and i had first met yes and i brought this up and i know it sounds really shitty but it's like you can choose to be in this victim mindset you can choose to exist in this headspace of woe unto me you know the horrors <laughs> of my life and be sad and depressed and not motivated to do anything because because you've made this sort of your identity or you can I, you know once again it's a little brutal but you can nut up or shut up you can and this decide is not dismissing mental illness that is a mm -hmm. very different subject so i don't want those lines to be crossed in any way um this is just using your past as your identity yeah so while we're at we're very very mental health focused we all go to therapy every week we have group therapy so we have individual wait wait wait, 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 wait. sorry 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 you do it all together as well as individual oh my god how does yeah. that like uh how do you start and how helpful is it though it's i think it's integral and in, into like not just our relationship, but like the growth of an individual who has been through trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think everyone should at least experience therapy once in their life, trauma or not. But um, for people who have trauma, I think it's absolutely important to get past it. So we're that's where we are now. But in reference to that, Nikki had had lots of therapy, but it, this thing was still a problem. And and I we worked really hard to to move forward and say. What kind of identity can we form now that isn't based on this trauma? Mm. And because of that realization, you, she flourished. I mean, he actually told me the same thing. He said, you're not special. 
And this was like a month into our relationship. He was like, you're not special. Like, I do you do you want that to be who you are? And I was like, no, this isn't who I am. And he was mm-hmm. like, then stop making it that. And I was like, shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And she found something to be special about. She's a power lifter now. She's a scoop. I mean, she was already a scuba diver. But my point is, is that she found other things to be to sort of create a better identity empowerment empowerment exactly so that's how this all started it was like bam 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 and now here we are <laughs> right so like uh and then what i guess what was the what was the push for the three of you to get into therapy together and like is it was it easy to find a uh, like a therapist that understood what the dynamics of your relationship is I'll take that one. So yes and no. (laughs) So I think I was the impetus for the therapy. Um, I've been doing therapy since like 2007 off and on. Mm. Um, And I knew coming into this new polyamorous relationship, this triad, that I was going to have to work through a lot of jealousy and selfishness issues. Um, And I read all the literature, you know, on polyamory And I was like, I'm still, I'm reading that, you know, jealousy is a normal feeling, but I don't know how to make it less. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm crazy because I have so much jealousy. So I started seeing a new therapist um, and I told Jack, I said, I think that you and I should also see a therapist together Mm -hmm. um, just so that we, we can have a place to help through any of our issues that might come up or any past issues. Um, and then, you know, Minxie came and she had baggage. And so I said, hey, if this is going to work, I really feel like you also should see a therapist. Mm. Um, because I feel like if we're all going to move forward to be our best selves, we all need to work on ourselves. And that includes therapy, you know, as one aspect of it. Mm. Um, and so I ended up just Google searching like polyamorous therapists in our area and there were like two of them (laughs) (laughs) that's a very tiny pot to choose from yeah it's better than zero (laughs) right right, i reached out to both of them and one of them responded back and she was like yeah i actually um specialize in polyamory bdsm lgbtq you know like she was ticking all the boxes and i was like well Okay, you're going to be our group therapist now. <laughs> so we've been seeing her for about a year. And then Jack also sees her for his his personal therapy. Yeah, um, I had a, I had gone through, was it two others? Two others. Yeah, and it was, it, the problem is, is so many people just don't, not people, therapists, um, just don't grasp the whole non-monogamous polyamory. Like they want to, they, they say they get it, but like they can't, they're not helpful. Yeah. They don't have any experience in that um so i had gone through two therapists and i was like yeah this is just not working out until we had landed on our group therapist and i was like you know maybe she's my best person to see. <laughs> how do you choose though like as in i guess what makes you feel comfortable with one person and not the other i think it's super person specific i know mm-hmm. for me Um, I see a therapist that's not our group therapist and I've been seeing him for a year and a half now. And I liked him initially because I went the first day I met him, I sat down, I said, 
here's what I've got going on. I'm in a polyamorous relationship. I'm atheist. Um, I'm not going to do anything normal. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're not okay with this, or you think you have any biases, tell me now and I'll leave your office. And he was like, totally cool with everything you just said. And he was like, as long as you're cool with, I do believe in God. I don't go to church, but I'm not going to shove it down your throat. And I was like, cool, we can be people. Like I said, I'm very blunt. Um, and so after that first session, you know, he he's just been really, really supportive and really great in my personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he may not fully understand polyamory or BDSM, but every time he encounters something that he doesn't understand, he'll research it. And that next week, then he'll come into our session and say, hey, I've now researched what we talked about last week. Here's, here's, you know, some not advice, but here's, here's where we can go from here Mm. in our sessions. Mm. And so I really appreciate that. I like someone who's willing to also work for me. If I'm having to do all this work for you, like (laughs) you need to work for me too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, you guys now are together. It started from like, you know, Minxie being with Jack and we, yeah, Jack first and then Nikki and but like you know it's sex right but like how did you go from okay we're just fucking to like we're together now <laughs> uh it was pretty simultaneous yeah uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> it was completely simultaneous like i think it plays into Mingxi's like demisexualness and that she didn't want to just have sex with us because she wanted to have sex it was she was into the both of us. Well, why don't you mm. talk about how much in love with him you were? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a reason why our one-hour initial conversation turned into five. <laughs> uh, you know, it, we clicked um, pretty immediately. And I would say that Nikki and I, we even though Nikki was trying not to like me, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we also clicked because there's a lot of things that we both enjoy. Like, we're both huge sci-fi fans. Um, like Doctor Who, it, you know, greatest thing ever. Um, but I, I definitely had a huge crush on Jack pretty much from the get-go. Mm. Um, but, you know, I found out during that conversation he was married. I'm like, okay, you know, tr- try not to be too obvious about it. Clearly I failed in <laughs> that very obvious. Oh, um, Moment I met her, I was like, Jack, she's in love with you. No, she's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I try, I definitely tried to like quash the feeling. Um, yeah. Did not happen though. I came to really enjoy uh, Nikki's company as well. Um, I was very intimidated by her at first because she was a very, um, very, powerful personality compared to the people that I was used to. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, that's like, you're awesome, but I don't I don't know if I can stand like in your spotlight as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like that relationship on both sides developed fairly naturally. And once it hit the, the sexual component, um, I, I, I'm kind of one of those people, I think we all are of either it's all or nothing and that's pretty much the place that I hit was I'm um, I'm ready to be in this with you guys for the long haul. I was oh, her first went, woman. <laughs> I was they the went first, full. I was the first woman she's ever slept with. They went full lesbian very fast. How <laughs> did you Oh, uh, the next day. <laughs> While she was in Ireland, I was house sitting, dog sitting, um, and. I kind of just didn't move back out. After that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, I tried to send her home a couple times. 
Um, and Jack noticed that when I would send her back to her house, that I would be sad and kind of grumpy. So would she. And so would Minxie. And so he was like, okay, come on, like, just be lesbians. Like, just figure your shit out. <laughs> <Move it." laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that, that time I was, I hadn't, <coughs> I had been planning to visit, come back after a month and a half of my new job. Mm. And uh, and this was just getting settled in, and we hadn't all hooked up the three of us. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that weekend was. It was in February. Ooh, that was a sexathon. Oh, it was oh, yeah, just it was. like a, it was like <laughs> seventy two hours of. It was, uh, but I will say, leading up to that first weekend where it was the three of us. Mm. I was so anxious for like the week prior. And it was funny because I'm like, I've literally fucked both these people now dozens of times. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Jack and I have been married for seven years. Then <laughs> Minxie and I, I mean, it was like every day. And I was like, why am I so nervous? And it was just it was a nerve wracking. Like, are the three of us going to have a good dynamic? Are the three of us going to get along well? Are the three of us going to have like a good sexual dynamic? Am I going to be OK watching Jack fuck Minxie? You know, like. There was a lot that I had to figure out and I had to unpack and it ended up being like the greatest weekend ever. Yeah. <laughs> and now we live it full time. Right, right. <laughs> okay. You know, I was thinking um, this is a good way, good place to stop and then we'll pick it up because now you're pretty much living together and like you actually are in uh, Big Pond together. Big I think that's what, that's what we should pick up in the next episode. Uh, thanks for coming to the sanctuary and hold on. We'll pick it right up, okay? Mm-hmm.